You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. The time has come for America to hear the truth. We are going to stand with them, and not only are we going to fight for their rights, but we're going to stand up for our rights here in our state, in our homes, and in our communities. United States of America is not going to be decided in the courts. It's not going to be decided in Congress. It's not going to be decided on talk radio, and it sure is not going to be decided on Fox News. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. For the Valley. This is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host and fellow agitators David Story and Adam Keller. It is Saturday, May 1st, 2021. It is May Day, International Workers Day, and we are broadcasting live online and on the radio on WVNN in the Huntsville, Decatur, Athens listening area from Athens, Alabama. A recording of this program will play tomorrow, Sunday, May 2nd, 2021, on the great WGOL in Russellville, Alabama, and sometime next week on WHIV in New Orleans, Louisiana. Today, we are talking about the PRO Act. We're talking about May Day. We're talking about new Southern organizing and more on today's Valley Labor Report. Uh, So remember, folks... This Saturday and every Saturday, the North Alabama DSA has a necessities drive from 3 to 5 p.m. at the IBEW Local 558 Union Hall uh, on Clinton Avenue, right across from Yellowhammer and Campus 805. So make sure you bring by your non-perishable food items, your PPE, clothes, blankets, all that stuff, uh, and your donations will all be forwarded to the Mana House. Follow at DSA North Alabama on Twitter for more information. If you want to see what we're up to throughout the week, get our snide quips about the news of the day, then you should follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash thevalleylaborreport. We're on Twitter at laborreporters. I'm on Twitter at Jacob M underscore A-L. David is on Twitter at radicalunionist. That's spelled R-A-D-I-C-L unionist. If you missed part of the show and want to go back and watch it later, you can search YouTube for The Valley Labor Report and subscribe to our channel. You can go back and watch the full show there and we also clip segments uh, and release them throughout the week. We upload the program on more than 11 different podcasting apps so to see if we are on your listening platform of choice you can go to thevalleylaborreport.transistor.fm slash subscribe. We've got a website where you can find our fantastic union made hats. Adam is modeling one on the stream for us right now. They're $35. They include shipping. And uh, you can also get stickers, stuff like that, uh, on thevalleylaborreport.org. And finally, if you appreciate our work and want to keep us on the air, consider throwing us a couple dollars a month on patreon.com slash thevalleylaborreport. So, good morning, folks. We don't have a guest today. We're going to be taking calls the whole time. If you want to give us a call, 1-866-494-9866. We will take calls on any topic. We'll talk to you about anything. But here's the caveat. Uh, 
Mayday stories, Mayday related stuff is going to be um it's going to be given uh precedence especially for boss bashing. Our lines are open for boss bashing. If you have a bad boss story, you want to tell us about some incompetence, you want to tell us about managerial uh, negligence or um, their un, uh, uh, unreasonable, unjust retaliation or firing or discipline or anything. Our lines are open for boss bashing on International Workers Day. one 494 is the number. <clears throat> Totally anonymous. Don't give us your name. Don't give us your name. Yeah, if you're going to do the boss bashing thing, don't give us your we name. We would like to keep you employed <laughs> in this capitalist system. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. We, so uh, if you do the boss bashing thing, don't give us your name. <clears throat> so it's May Day. Uh, May Day is International Workers Day. May Day is the real Labor Day. Um, that is... Every country across the world, except for the United States, celebrates Labor Day on May the 1st. David, Adam, why does every other country celebrate Labor Day on May the 1st? Well, I'll start. Uh, you know, May Day, International Workers Day, uh, there's a reason the United States does not. Uh, and that is primarily the association with the left. Uh, the United States obviously wants to uh, keep it in the dark, uh, the origins of the labor movement and the origins of May Day. And May Day really came out of the United States, ironically enough. Mm -hmm. So we're the one country that doesn't really celebrate it, but it came out of events that occurred here uh, in Chicago uh, back in 1886, I believe, and uh, that was one of, unfortunately, very many uh, incidents we've had of police violence against workers and against strikers in particular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the there was the <clears throat> one of the big things was the the Haymarket massacre, um, and they uh, the, there was a bomb that was uh, that had been detonated in a during a general strike in Chicago uh, on May Day or or thereabouts and there were some people that were framed and they were executed for it and uh, uh, really really not good stuff and so like the rest of the world kind of are <laughs> honors the the May Day massacre or, or the May Day martyrs um, that were killed in Chicago and uh, you know they don't want to do that here in here in the US because they were they were anarchists and, and, and part of the left and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, it's really interesting because uh, the we celebrate May Day or we celebrate Labor Day in September. And that was kind of a coordinated effort, like Adam said, by the more conservative wing of the business unions, the American Federation of Labor, before they combined with the CIO. The American Federation of Labor was more... Um, craft and skilled trades and they kind of had a very lofty vision of themselves they didn't really kind of consider themselves the the same as unskilled quote-unquote laborers and so they had a more cooperative uh, vision of how they ought to uh, associate with management so they worked with like they worked with bosses and they worked with um 
and, and they worked with the United States government to set up Labor Day in September so that we we don't have to remember the history of of Labor Day in uh, uh, in America because the history of Labor Day is really a radical history and it's something that you know it, it's that um, it's something that is really important for unionists whatever your kind of political ideology is. It, to recognize the contributions of radicals and leftists and militants and anarchists and socialists and communists to the labor movement. Uh, the labor movement was at its strongest and most powerful, and the bosses feared it the most when it was headed up by, when it was led by, you know, radicals, like it was in the uh, late. Uh, late 19th and early 20th century and that's why um, you know that's why they wanted to, to to celebrate Labor Day in September instead of in May so that they could cut us off from that history and so that they could make you think that um, you know that that there is there that to, to cut you off from the radical history and cut you off from class consciousness and and uh, you know cut you off from the possibilities that you have because like I said in the opening, Labor creates all wealth. That's a radical idea, but it's true. I mean, if you if you just think about it for more than a few seconds, you know the the, the retort to that is like, oh well, what about investment? Well, where did they get the money to invest from? They got it from profits that was created by labor of workers that they did not give to workers. Where did the the investment, the thing that they invested in, if they bought a factory, that's an investment. Where did the factory come from? It was created by labor. It, you know, the there there are certain things where you've got like a chicken and the egg argument, right? Like, okay, what came first? Did did the chicken come first or did the did the egg come first? Well, with wealth there's no chicken and egg argument. It's like looking at a fully grown chicken and saying, I don't know, did this come from an egg or not? Like this individual chicken, did it come from an egg? Of course it came from an egg. When you look at wealth, any wealth that has been created in the history of the world came from labor. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out because we glossed over, we talked about the Haymarket Affair and the bomb that was thrown but we didn't we glossed over the events leading up to the haymarket affair and what was the reason for the haymarket affair and the protests and the fact that these folks were protesting for an eight-hour day an eight-hour work day a legal eight-hour work day in america and that many of them have been working under oppressive system of 12 to 16 hours a day, six to seven days a week. And they had the radical idea that there should be eight hours of work, eight hours of rest, and eight hours for the worker. And I don't think that was such a radical idea. A lot of people take that for granted these days, especially mm-hmm. in America. And uh, You constantly hear that unions are no longer needed. They served a purpose of the day, but they're no longer needed. But we are slowly, slowly getting back to a longer than an eight-hour day in order to make ends meet. Uh, most people are working at least one job. 
uh, and an excess of eight hours a day. And many people are working two and three jobs mm -hmm. just to make ends meet, just to be able to buy food, to have a, a respectable, and, and in, in many cases, a, not even a respectable place to live. And so these workers had come together and decided they were going to uh, organize for an eight-hour day and, and go on strike. And what's rarely talked about is the police mm. and the government sending in troops to, to, to basically execute people in the streets. And, and, and so, you know, the, the weeks leading up to this was extremely violent. Mainly the violence was, uh, was based on the, the police that, that the capitalists had sent in to quell the protests and the, and the government uh, military that had been sent in to quell the protests. And so, you know, yes, there was a bomb thrown that killed, uh, I think, three or four policemen and, and several innocent bystanders that was in the protest. The, the entire, if you go back and look at any history of, of, of the Haymarket affair, everyone without question uh, says that the trials were rigged that the jury was rigged and they executed people uh, just because uh, they were actually fighting for the workers' mm -hmm. rights. And they they did not want to allow these people to walk free in the streets again because they were excellent organizers. Right. And that's, and, and you know, that's something that folks, you know, we talk about how, um, how you know, soldiers – uh, you know, sacrifice and 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 have died for our freedoms and and liberties and things like that. And there's a, there's certainly some truth to that. You know, World World War II was important in securing our freedom and freedom of people overseas from fascists. Um, and you know, I that's that's important to understand. But unfortunately, and I, I don't even think that this is a controversial opinion anymore. If it had been, if this was 20 years ago, it, it might have been. But but now, you know, I think we recognize that most of most of our our overseas excursions don't secure our freedoms. You know, when we're talking about Iraq and Afghanistan, our freedoms aren't in Iraq and Afghanistan. But when we talk about workers fighting and dying in the streets for our freedoms on and from the job, there's a direct line from workers being killed by the state to the freedoms and liberties we have today. We're going to talk more about that on the other side. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. The, the attorneys, attorneys at Maples, Tucker, and Jacob. The attorneys at Maples, Tucker, and Jacobs have stood with the working people of Alabama for over 40 years, providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims. When you are injured on the job, it can be a scary time, but the attorneys at Maples, Tucker, and Jacobs have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maple, Tucker, and Jacobs at 855 617 9333 or visit online at www.mtandj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms. All workers deserve fair wages, affordable health care, and a retirement plan that enables them to retire with dignity. 
All workers deserve to have a say about the terms and conditions of their employment, not just the bosses. With the machinist unions, over 600,000 members having our back, Local Lodge 44 in Decatur, Alabama has been serving workers' interests for over 20 years. Our members have the best health insurance in the area with zero deductible plans. We set the bar for pay in the area with over $40 an hour rates, consistently averaging the highest non-college degree jobs in North Alabama with some of the best retirement plans in the industry. We can do the same for you. Together, we remain united, raising our voices to ensure justice on the job and service in the community. The Machinist Union is a true Southern Union founded in Atlanta in 1888. We have been serving members' needs for 132 years. The longevity of our union proves our dedication and loyalty to the working class. The Machinist Union isn't just for machinists. We represent workers in government, health care, auto workers, aerospace workers, transportation workers, the defense industry, and woodworking. Our members even build the iconic Harley-Davidson motorcycles. If you're ready to get serious about better benefits and wages, if you want to have a voice in your workplace with over 600,000 members to back you up, call or email us today at 256-286-3704 or organize at iamaw44.org. Here in Huntsville, federal employees are an invaluable part of the nation's defense, offering unmatched expertise in engineering and technology and as stewards of taxpayer dollars. What we ask for in return is to be treated with fairness, dignity, and respect. The American Federation of Government Employees, AFGE, Local 1858, is a union of working people looking out for each other, making sure that we're treated right. To inquire about joining or to learn more, call 256-876-4880. Hey y'all, are you tired of hearing that the South is just a bunch of racist rednecks? Or tune in to Dixieland of the Proletariat podcast. We talk about Southern working class history and current events through a leftist perspective. Join Nelson, Senior Telecommunications Director Tommy, Comrade Kate, former pig farmer Tyler, and Brother William, wherever you stream your podcast. And good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We'll see y'all next time. It's Dixieland of the Proletariat, y'all. WVNN. Depend on it. Charge for the land. A population burned up, bled dry. Marginalized, multiply, and unite to fight. Welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. It is May Day. It is International Workers Day. It is the real Labor Day, That's May right. the first. It is the real Labor Day, May the first. And we were talking about on the other side of the break. Uh, I just want to remind you, we are open for boss bashing on this. International Workers Day, this holiest of days, May the 1st, International Workers Day. We are open for boss bashing, one 866 and I think we've got a caller, um, that, and we're going to go to him in just a second. We're going to uh, wrap up our thoughts about, uh, Adam had something to say about, about you know, the, the freedoms, but I just wanted to underscore again, you know, like I said, World War II, when we uh, liberated Europe from the fascists, that is important, and there was real freedom securing there. But um, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I don't recall our freedoms having been brought back from Iraq and Afghanistan yet. We can take a a, a direct line from the state murdering people in Haymarket and the state murdering Joe Hill in Utah to our freedoms, our eight-hour workday, the weekend, anything, anything that you like about your job somebody fought and died for. Anything that you don't like about your job, you're going to have to fight for. 
to, to make it better. You may not have to die for it today, but you may not have to die for it today because of the sacrifices that people made 100 years ago. And so... You should take advantage of the of the opportunities that you have to organize because it is hard to organize today, but you are most likely not going to be murdered for it. And that's because of the fights that 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 and and the the foundation that was laid before us. Maybe. 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 Yeah. I mean here lately, who knows. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some people that have been hit by um, hit by uh, ran, uh, there. There was a striking coal miner down in Brookwood yeah. that uh, Scab drove into his house. Literally, yeah. drove into his house. Drunk. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah so, but I what mean, about there's... the violent union thugs? But this is you know violent scabs anyway. Right. Adam... And, and I think we need to remember that outside of the United States, uh, many union organizers and activists are facing similar conditions that these folks faced back in the 1880s. Yeah. Um, and you you can be murdered if you're in yeah. Colombia yeah. or a Coca-Cola. number of Cola. Absolutely. Coca-Cola in South America murdered. Yes, and that's not, and and you know p- folks talk about like oh, you know, these these corporations are leftist ideologues because they have uh, you know, anti-racism training. That anti-racism training that corporations do is just cover up bs so it's performative woke culture war bs it doesn't mean anything and their lawyers told them to do that to help them win eeoc claims yeah if it meant anything they wouldn't be doing it that coca-cola doing this it's the same company that literally like david said murdered colombian trade unionists less than 15 years ago screw coca-cola and screw people telling you that they're like woke uh, that they're socialists they're not uh Looks like we've got another call. De- uh, Adam, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I just, I just wanted that. to emphasize that, you know, it is a day to remember those sacrifices. People who organize on the job, people who just demand dignity as a worker face, mm-hmm. uh, you know, numerous threats, whether it's today or in the past. And yes, that has included murder. It's included arrest. It's included yeah. assault. It's included intimidation, harassment, firing, blacklisting. These are all tactics that have been used on organizers and just ordinary workers who had the audacity to demand respect and dignity on the job. Yeah. And uh, David mentioned earlier about, you know, some folks who like to say that unions were useful back in those days. Right. Well, we're quickly returning to those Mm -hmm. days. We are returning to the Gilded Age by by almost any metric. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's uh, let's take our first call. Uh, we had Charles wanting to get in on the boss bashing hotline. Charles, what you got for us? Hey y'all. Uh, well, first first of all, um, you know, solidarity with everyone listening, and solidarity with the striking miners in Brookwood right yes, now. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And before I get into the boss, just I just want to appreciate the international solidarity that y'all just expressed. Um, with the working class and countries that are really experiencing that kind of oppression that may not, you know, that may feel like a distant memory here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to say that I appreciate that. But uh, I just finished a 16-hour work day um, under the ostensibly extremely progressive boss that I have right now. And something I wanted to bring up is, that, you know, I'm usually been working in a small businesses, like very small group, less than 10. And, you know, a lot of times the bosses will tell you that, you know, we're a family 
and we're close and, you know, yeah, things are limited and you may not have any benefits and you may work 10 or more hours a day. You may have to work weekends all the time, but what makes up for it is that we're a family and that we're close and all that kind of stuff. And that's, uh, it's, it's just not enough, you know, uh, it's not enough to, to not have a weekend. You know, these things that we're talking about celebrating on May day, the fact that we have an eight hour work day, the fact that we have a weekend, the fact that we have not just time to sleep and work, but for what we will. Hmm. And, you know, um, and, I was going to say, you know, this whole concept of family and team and all of this, and the fact that they're you're the the, the employer, you as an employee are willing to sacrifice uh, in many cases in these small businesses, and 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 I think that's a wonderful thing. But if it's a family, how about we share in the business? Let's make it a family business, and let's make it worker owned instead of boss owned, and then. As the people sacrifice to do these jobs that, you know, maybe 16 hours and maybe work on the weekends, then they reap the rewards equally instead of working for one person to reap all the rewards. And they share in the business growth, and it, and it gives them a more uh, stable financial future. The harder they work, the more they make. You know, that, that whole family right. talk is always... It's always iffy with me because if we're a family, then let's let's split up the company equally and we'll all share in the resources as we all struggle. Yeah, the family talk don't pay the rent. No shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the other thing I wanted to bring up too is that the uh, the you know I've had a, a lot of my bosses. You know they've been personal. Like I said, they're smaller, smaller groups. They've been personal folks. A lot of them have been ostensibly very progressive mm-hmm. on issues, you know, across the board. They're not on issues where it doesn't affect uh, the, their bottom line, right? Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's, that's it. It's ninety ninety <laughs> yeah. percent progressive. We agree on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and until it comes to the point where I say. You know, where I ask, like, can I get a little bit of a raise or can I right. do this? And, you know, in a small, in a very small business, sometimes where there's no real bargaining unit to build, you know, that, yep. that ends up being a really isolating, yep. um, Charles, that's, a really isolating thing. Charles, that's exactly right. If you want to stay on the line, we can pick it up on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Huntsville's number one news, talk and weather station, WVNN Athens, WVNN FM Trinity, a cumulus station. It's 10 o'clock. From ABC News. I'm Brian Clark. The uneven spread of the coronavirus pandemic continues to play out. The U.S. has seen case numbers fall sharply in the last few weeks. But in India, more than 400,000 new cases were reported in one day. Now, travel restrictions are going into effect. Dr. Ashish Jha, the dean of Brown University School of Public Health, says... When you see the rise of new variants, and there are some new variants coming out of India, they never stay in the country where they originated. They become global very quickly. So I think those travel restrictions make sense. They will slow it down, but they will not stop those variants from showing up here in the United States. 
Beginning Tuesday, nobody who's been in India in the last 14 days will be allowed to enter the U.S. U.S. citizens are exempt from this restriction. More than 100 million people in the United States have now gotten both doses of coronavirus vaccine. It's a milestone, but not the finish line, says Dr. Paul Offit with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We need to get to 80 percent population immunity before next winter hits. That means we need at least 100 million more people to be vaccinated before next winter hits, because if we don't that, then I think there may be a surge next winter. Latest restriction being lifted today. Delta has resumed selling the middle seats on its flights. U.S. military withdrawals begun in Afghanistan. Today was the original deadline set by the Trump administration, but ABC's Ian Panel in Afghanistan says an attack yesterday highlights the tensions. At least 21 killed, dozens more rushed to hospitals after a suicide truck bomb blast in Afghanistan. It comes amid fears the Taliban may be preparing for more attacks. America signing a deal with the militants it went to war against. The Taliban now stronger and more confident than at any time since the war began, training for more attacks. Diplomats from Germany, China, France, Russia and the UK meeting today in Vienna. They're discussing a U.S. return to the Iran nuclear deal. You're listening to ABC News. Had paid for by Complete Car Care. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-549-1985. Now, drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. 800-549-1985. 800-549-1985. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-549-1985. Hey y'all, are you tired of hearing that the South is just a bunch of racist rednecks? Or tune in to Dixieland of the Proletariat podcast. We talk about Southern working class history and current events through a leftist perspective. Join Nelson, Senior Telecommunications Director Tommy, Comrade Kate, former pig farmer Tyler, and Brother William, wherever you stream your podcasts. And good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We'll see y'all next time. It's Dixieland of the Proletariat, y'all. The talk station in Alabama. WVNN. Depend on it. Welcome back to the Valley Labor Report on this, the holiest of days, May Day 2021, International Workers' Day, the real Labor Day. We are coming to you live, online and on the radio on WVNN in the Huntsville, Decatur, Athens listening area. We have opened the lines for boss bashing on International Workers' Day. What a dead gum! And hey, look at that. The lines are the lines are are going crazy. Charles, I'm not sure if that was if we lost you because that was our fault, or if you said everything that you wanted to say. So I apologize, Charles. Uh, Char- either Charles hung up or we hung up on Charles. But what he was saying at the end was really important. That he's got he has worked for a lot of bosses that say they're progressive that have all these progressive kind of liberal opinions on things that don't. Uh, don't hurt the bottom line. Like, oh, you want to, you want to 
be gay? I don't care if you want to be gay. That makes me a friend of the worker. No, it doesn't. How about you give your gay workers a raise? Okay? That's what you can do to help the LGBTQ community. How about you give your black and brown workers a raise? That's what you can do to help the black and brown community. How, how about, about how you, about you fight legislation that allows everyone, every business in the United States to terminate right. a worker because of their sexual preference, which is yeah. still legal today. How about you recognize, uh, uh, how about you give them collective bargaining power? How about you don't fight their union organizing efforts? Uh, a, th- a common saying in the labor movement is a boss is a boss is a boss. And it doesn't matter what their ostensible political prognostications are when things start hitting their bottom line they're going to be a capitalist and so you've got to watch out for these people that act like they're family and act like they're good and progressive and liberal and whatever uh you know until they walk the walk don't believe them and uh and and don't ask them for what you deserve take it uh organize the union so um we have got mark on our boss bashing hotline if you want to get in where mark is and get on the boss bashing hotline uh, hotline on this international workers day the phone number is 18664949866 we will not use your real name Holly. if you don't want us to mark what you got for us well i guess we lost mark that no i just cool. heard him no mark you sure you're talking to yeah 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 we're talking to you Sorry about that. Oh, okay. I'm not Mark. I'm Michael. But hey, no problem. Um, Yeah, I was just calling about a prospective boss who I refused. I work in tech in a sector um, doing information security. And I had a really cool firm give me an offer. And it was a really prolific and well-published researcher who started to take interest in my other work and was like, you should work in my team. It was a super cool, like, oh, man, this is sweet. I'm getting recognized. You know, it's a really cool job prospect. And I looked at the contract, and it had binding arbitration in it. And a lot of people kind of uh, walk right past that and sign on the dotted line. But I know the worst case can be a lot worse than people think. At a company called Riot Games, there was a sexual harassment incident where somebody went to court and they, they threw it out of court because they had that binding arbitration. Yep. So yep. people don't realize that real injustice can happen to you. And then when it does, you've allowed somebody to insert themselves between you and your birthright, which is the justice system. So I said, hey, maybe you could uh, talk to your lawyers and take that out. And they said, uh, the lawyers say it's standard verbiage and we're just not going to take it out. I said, well, I got to walk then. And he's like, well, hey, hey, wait a minute. Are you thinking about suing the company? And I was like, uh, nobody thinks about suing their company, but let me turn it around. I didn't put this verbiage in here. You did. So I'm walking. I got to go. Yeah, we actually had, Jacob and I had a good friend. Uh, she lived in Boston and was a software programmer for like some, some gigantic, uh, like Twitter, different different mm-hmm. uh, software companies, and she reached out to us probably a year, year and a half ago because Minimum. they were trying to do the same thing. She had actually taken the job but had not signed the uh, arbitration agreement yet, yeah. and had reached out to us about organizing her software engineers in the workplace. So I mean, there's there's they didn't actually you know, they didn't end up organizing a union, but they did organize got, and she, and get that clause taken out yep, of their contract exactly so. so there's there's ways of, of of working around that michael can you explain really if you're still on the line can you explain really quickly uh you know we 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 kind of blow past this all three of us know what binding arbitration is but would you care to explain for the audience what exactly bi- binding arbitration is and why it's bad uh, oh yeah it's a real gem and it's getting more common with all kinds of contracts so you can't mm-hmm. even buy a car without agreeing to this and it just means 
you can't sue me. Your birthright, the U.S. justice system, isn't something you can use. You were born here, but you don't, you know, for purposes of justice, you don't really live here. You live in a virtual land where we have an arbitrator that we pay, and they give judgments that are less good for consumers, and that's just how it is. So sign this contract. Cool. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, most everyone has moved to this. Whether you buy, I mean, no matter whether you're working or whether you're purchasing something, the the legal system they are they are basically black flagging the legal system and not allowing you access to, like you said, your birthright. It's it's like an outsourcing or a privatization of justice. Yeah, well, yeah, except for the company actually gets to pick who they right. want to see, you know, to to. Uh, rule over the justice system, and I'm so appreciative they of know you making this call too. Um, and bringing this issue up because it is becoming more common. And something you you said that really resonates is that nobody walks into a job expecting to sue. Nobody mm-hmm. accepts a job expecting to get sexually harassed right. or cheated on their wages or any of the other reasons why you might need to take legal action. But apparently uh, so the bosses are thinking about that. They're worried right. that their working conditions are going to be so unfavorable and that they're they're worried that they're going to break the law. And so they're preemptively saying that you can't, you know, like it, that was uh, that that was really a, a really good turnabout, Michael. You know, like, no, I, you're the one that put this language in here. What are you thinking about? I'm not thinking yeah. about suing the company. Why did you, are you thinking about me suing the company? Yeah, it was on your mind, not mine, clearly. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Michael, thanks for the call. Yeah, brother. thanks Absolutely. for the call, Michael. That was that was a great call. I appreciate it. If you want to get where Michael was on the Boss Bashing Hotline, the phone number is 1-866-494-9866. Next up, we've got Pierre. Good morning, Pierre. What you Good got morning, Pierre. Yeah, I can hear you. Sound great. Okay, great. Uh yeah, this is uh, Pierre from Indianapolis. Uh, happy May Day. And uh, just to let you know real quickly, that collective, um, that um, uh, deal where they have you sign those. Um, the binding uh, arbitration. What do you call them? Yeah, the binding Ar- arbitration Ar- yeah, agreements. Arbitration. Yeah. yeah, they're in a lot of, um, uh, what do you call, um, temporary firms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do that with all of their employees. So, just wanted to let you know that. Oh yeah, they're in a Did lot. Any, of, well, they're in a lot of a temporary employment contracts, regular employment contracts. There are like non-compete clauses that are crazy, and they even. It, uh, I think Michael said even when you buy a car, a lot of times there are these binding arbitration agreements in the contract tucked away where you don't really see them. Uh, the, it's in. It, it just about almost anything that you can think of that you would sign your name to. There's a clause in there saying you can't sue me if I broke the law. Yeah, those those need to be attacked legislatively. Absolutely. At any rate, um, I work um, I work at Walmart e-commerce in Plainfield, Indiana, and uh, about a month ago, two months ago, they just came in and said, "Okay, no more holiday pay," hmm. and um, nobody said a word. Hmm. You guys hear me? Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. No, that's yeah. I, yeah, I can hear. Nobody you. said a word. That sounds about right. And, yeah. Um, I just, um, that just blew me away. So, uh, this past, uh, Thursday, yesterday, um, I stayed to my first, um, informational picket in three years. Uh, just stood outside the door with my sign, letting my coworkers know that, um, you know, um, they can't stand for this. We can do something about it. 
Um, but what I want you guys to know about my workplace, uh, just like down there in Bessemer, it was uh, 85% African-American or something like that. Mm -hmm. In my workplace, it's 85% immigrant. Wow. And um, they, I think they do that um, because a lot of people have language barriers and things yep. of this nature. But, um, yeah, um, and that's Walmart e-commerce in Indianapolis. Uh, I mean, in Plainfield. Um, and um, it's just not fair. And they try that the production rates are too high. Um, so it definitely spurred me to action. And um, I don't have any problem filing complaints against them with the National Labor Relations Board or whatever. So I just wanted to put that out and let you guys know what's going on on the floor in a lot of these companies, a lot of these warehouses. Yeah, yeah it's, Pierre. It's, thanks. Yeah, thanks for giving us a call. I, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the call, Pierre. And thanks uh, for taking action at your yeah, job. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and here's that's, the thing with the action, and and what Pierre's done is, uh, and I'm not I'm not demeaning or belittling Pierre, but the thing with action is, you want to build solidarity with mm -hmm. your worker. You don't want to take these actions on. The whole reason we call this a union is because it is a group of workers that's come together. You're much more powerful when you can build that solidarity with the workforce uh, and take these actions as a group as opposed mm -hmm. to individually. Yep. Individually, they will... They will, it's a lot, it is a lot more dangerous. It yeah. is extremely dangerous. They, yeah. They'll seek you out and terminate you. And yeah, you can get your job back. But like we talked about earlier in the week, you get your job back if you file the, the charge and you win the charge, possibly six months to a year and a half to two years later. And they will give you back pay. But that back pay is based on any other wages that you've made in the past year so mm -hmm. basically if you if you're lucky enough to win and you're lucky enough to get back pay it's offset by unemployment yeah it's offset by wages that you may have made during the rest of the time the entire system is rigged in favor of the company that to terminate you and get you out of there that's exactly yeah right. and so, i, I will say pierre you know shout out to you for that but uh, to echo david's comments no matter how brave you are as an individual, uh, it is just so important that you have uh, a team mm -hmm. because the strength is in the numbers, yeah. right. not in your individual bravery. Right. Um, and I think the language barrier issue that he mentioned, I'm sure that is strategic because mm -hmm. that does make it harder to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations and, and build that uh, solidarity and community among the workforce. Yep. Yeah. And believe it or not, there we go. We're coming into a commercial break. All right. Yeah, so folks, if you want to get where Pierre was, the Boss Bashing Hotline, 1-866-494-9866 is the number. We're going to be right back. We're going to be talking some more about May Day. We're going to let you boss bashes uh, or <laughs> bash bosses some more on the other side. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. The attorneys at Maples, Tucker & Jacobs have stood with the working people of Alabama for over 40 years, providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims. When you are injured on the job, it can be a scary time, but the attorneys at Maples, Tucker & Jacobs have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maple, Tucker & Jacobs at 855 617 
877-937-9333 or visit online at www.mtandj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms. The Valley Labor Report is also supported by listeners like you. If you value the work that we are doing, injecting a different perspective into talk radio, and you have the means, consider signing up for a monthly donation on patreon.com slash the Valley Labor Report. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash the Valley Labor Report to support our work and keep us on the air. If you're looking for contractors with lower than average EMR and TRIR, if you need to supplement a workforce at any level for any amount of time, if you need iron workers that come trained and certified at no extra cost, or if you need workers from superintendent down to general laborer and you're looking to start work on a project or you're unhappy with your current contractor situation, you need to call my friend Jeb Miles with the Iron Workers Local 477. They only work with the best in the business, vetted contractors, and can do all kinds of jobs from roofing to steel and bridge erection, from welding to heavy rigging, from structural repairs to machinery alignment, and much more. They supply manpower on four of the five largest projects in North Alabama, so you know they're legit. If you need good quality, safe, efficient, diligent, and knowledgeable workers on your job, then you need the Iron Workers Local 477. Call Jeb Miles at 256 383 3334 that's 256-383-3334 or via email at local477 at net. and make sure you tell them that you heard about them on the Valley Labor Report. This is News Talk 770 AM 92.5 FM WVNN. Happy May Day International Workers Day. Labor Day, the real Labor Day. It is May Day, International Workers Day, and we are coming to you live, online and on the radio, on WBNN. Folks, uh, if you want to get in, we've, we've had uh, we had a bunch of callers getting in on their uh, Workers' Day boss bashing. If you want to do that, the number is 1-866-494-9866. If you don't want to use your real name, we will not use your real name. So don't worry about that. Uh, but that number is 1-866-494-9866. And um, so... Adam, you had there's a really good newsletter called "Who Gets the Bird." Um, we have talked to the author of that newsletter, Jonah Furman. Highly recommend going back and watching those interviews. They were really good. Really enjoyed them. Um, but "Who Gets the Bird" is basic. It's a it's a, a newsletter on Substack.com, and what they do is, or, or what Jonah does is, he he basically any new organizing, any new petitions, any new strikes, any union elections that, or any international union elections that are coming up in North America, he tries to he tries to put it in all of it every week in this one newsletter. It's a really good resource if you want to figure out what's going on in the labor movement in the United States and Canada. Um, so check it out. Who Gets the Bird on Substack.com. Adam, you read his most recent one, and there's some some interesting organizing happening in the South that you wanted to highlight. I haven't read it yet. so Yeah, I mean, of course, 
being here in North Alabama, uh, we always get excited when we see our fellow Southerners out here organizing. So there are 40 grocery workers up in Knoxville, Tennessee, at a food co-op called Three Rivers Market. Um, And they are organizing with uh, UFCW Local 1995. Solidarity to those sisters and brothers. Absolutely. Not too far from here. Not Um, too far from here. We may have to go and hang out with them sometime. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I know where we might need to go get some groceries. Um, 16 hair and makeup artists at the Atlanta Opera are organizing with IATSE Local 798. Very cool. Uh, Yeah, that's that's very cool. You wouldn't normally think about... uh, how many workers are actually behind the scenes of something like an opera. Right, uh, right. So shout out to those folks in Atlanta. Uh, 64 production workers over in Morrow, Georgia at a company called Tensar, uh, which makes components of roads and walls and other stuff that I don't understand. <laughs> but uh, they just voted 34 to 19 to join RWDSU Southeast Council. Right. There um, you go. There you so go. RWDSU, they're still adding, they're still fighting and organizing. Wait, so you're telling me that their organizing tactics actually work, huh? Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's completely contradictory to what a lot of the Twitter labor like to talk about the last month. Well, you know, it's easy to be a uh, Monday morning quarterback. And, is that? And yes. I, I can tell you uh, after every football game I watch, I, I certainly you know, know exactly, I know what, exactly what that coach should have done. <laughs> I know all the plays he should have called. That's right. uh, so, yeah, it's easy to do that. Uh, the currently the largest strike going on in the country is actually uh, in the South. Um, we have 2,900 workers at Volvo Truck. That with, one just they just got a uh, a, a TA. Oh, okay. So that happened just that, in I like think yesterday. Yeah, I the last last few days. They, then. Yep, yesterday I believe. But there is another one going on in Beaumont, Texas. With, yes. Did you get, Did you have that one? Yeah, ExxonMobil. Um, they've locked out, or they were planning to lock out today, over 650 workers in Beaumont, Texas. They're with the steel workers. Uh, so we need to check, see if there's any updates today, if they did, in fact, get locked out. Uh, yeah, and one thing to to consider as well, I know we got one brother working on it, but if you're in that area and you know somebody that can put – a worker in touch with Mindy Iser. We we mm. had her on the mm-hmm. show a while back, and she is wanting to write an article uh, focusing on these workers' struggles. So mm. reach out to us or hit up Mindy on uh, Twitter. It's at uh, Mindy Iser. Yeah, uh, M I N D Y I S S E R. I just or you realized. Can look her up on like, and she writes continuously yeah, for yeah. In These Times. Look up In These Times. You should be subscribing to Absolutely. their periodical. I, and find I just her realized email. that like the last two the the last two of the three cover stories for in these times we've talked to the authors of the cover yeah. stories that's pretty neat yeah. Lu- luis feliz leon uh, we talked to him a few times now uh, about the amazon stuff he, he's really good really enjoyed talking to him but yeah reach out to us or reach out to mindy uh, if you're out out there and we'll try to get you in touch yeah absolutely and uh the last one i want to make actually the last two i want to make sure we mention uh adjuncts are organizing at virginia commonwealth university over in richmond uh and they have now actually you know created a full local with the united campus workers uh you know shout out to ucw and there are three thousand grocery workers with ufcw local 2008 spread across 29 different kroger's in arkansas that may be headed for a strike which would be the largest strike in arkansas in almost 20 years wow yeah that's good 
the United Campus Workers, we actually went to labor notes uh, with with the one of the one. What was her name? I can't remember her name to save my life. But she was one of the instructors at labor notes organizing. Yeah, and UCW uh, is certainly working down here in the southeast. So if you work at a college or mm-hmm. university, uh, I'm sure United Campus Workers would would love to talk yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, we got contact uh, in in, Tennessee, in Nashville actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. What I uh, forget her name, I Kate. Uh, Kate Diedrich. She's like research for CWA, United Campus Workers. So yeah, reach out to us. Yeah, we will put you in touch with people that will get you a union. Yeah, and that's so cool. Like the seeing, you know, I wish there was more organizing happening. But even with, even though like there's not as much as I would like to see, there's still like Adam just read out the most re- the that's this just week. just southern organizing just within the last seven days yeah like that's so far that's cool absolutely so don't think that you're the only one thinking about it you're not alone it is happening um and hopefully you know we can learn from those examples of what's going right what's going wrong and and like like you guys said if, if anybody knows these folks if you have friends mm-hmm. uh relatives out there definitely put them in touch with us we'd love to put their story on the air yeah yeah or, yeah. or reach out to because here's the thing the entire purpose of this show is to help train listeners how to organize their workplace that was the entire purpose of this show so if you're out there and you feel you know left out if you feel oppressed in in the work environment if you don't feel like you're being paid fair wages or fair benefits uh commensurate with what you're doing on the job call us text us email us i mean our phone numbers are out there our email addresses is out there you can reach us on facebook on youtube messenger on twitter we i guarantee you if we can't organize you in the workplace and help you get a union we know somebody that can there is a right fit out there for you and it and and, there's no reason why we shouldn't be you should not be contacting us right i can promise you every one of us we may sound tough on the radio but we're a bunch of softies really oh yeah especially me yeah i sound if you just hear me on the radio you'd think that i was big and huge and hulking and oh yeah but no i'm real real actually really small and no, that was a joke. I don't actually say. Yeah, real fragile. small, small and fragile, fragile. and and uh, Jacob's the toughest one of all. We, we've done <laughs> we've done arm wrestling competitions, and Jacob beat all of us. Three, three to yeah. the best two out of three. We can't even get one. <laughs> we got somebody else wanted to get on in on the boss bashing hotline on this International Workers Day. We got about two minutes. We got about well, you know what. Yeah, we got about two minutes. Well, let's get in there and we, we let's get you in here. And if you uh, um, if it if it goes longer, we can bring you in on the other side of the break. We had uh, it was uh, Michael from North Carolina. Michael, what you got for us? Hey, how's it going? Uh, listen, happy May Day from beautiful Western North Carolina. How is everybody today? Right. Oh man, good. I'm doing good. Welcome, welcome. I just wanted to call and say how much I appreciate what y'all are doing. Um, how important it is and how much of a rich labor history we have here in the South. Yes. And uh, for putting the red back in redneck. I just want to say uh, I'm tired of seeing all my Southern brothers and sisters licking boots 
and kissing ass with the boss. And uh, and my experience through this pandemic is I was, I won't say what I do, but I was really essential. And we were just thrown to the wolves. Yeah. They didn't even mandate masks until about four or five months ago. Yeah. So uh, uh, I just want to say they don't care about you. They'd rather make money. And if you died, they'd have somebody doing it for you the next day. Yeah, yeah. So they only care solidarity about you. with y'all. Yeah, they only and, care uh, about you to the extent that you are able to to profit, uh, make profits for them. At that point, then it's over with. That's right, David. So, so listen, I just wanted to say thank y'all and happy May Day, and I hope you have a good weekend and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for calling, brother. Thanks, Thanks so brother. Much. Appreciate it. Happy May Day. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's exactly right. And, you know, that's that's important for folks to understand, like, thinking that you've got a commitment to an employer or something. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about um, <clears throat> these coal miners going on strike, and they said that they just didn't didn't feel like it was right because they agreed to do a job, and, and, um, and now they're not doing a job, and they agreed to it. And it's like... Uh, they agreed to do the job in the same way that the company agreed to uh, pay them, which is at any time and for any reason revocable because we live in an at-will state. And if you don't think for a second that the minute it becomes incon- just inconvenient, not even you're taking food off their table, the second it becomes inconvenient for a company to continue to hire you, you're gone. Well, they agreed to do a job under a previous contract where they mm-hmm. were paid seven and eight dollars an hour more. Right. And they gave up that seven or eight dollars an hour to profit the company. Yeah. Now they're asking for it back. Yeah. We'll be right back. This is the Valley Labor Report. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. This is News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. News starts now. The U.S. reaching a milestone. 100,000 are now fully vaccinated against COVID-19. That's 39% of adults and nearly 143 million Americans are partially vaccinated. Now the next phase, convincing the hesitant, Dr. Paul Offit of Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. We need to get to 80% population immunity before next winter hits. That means we need at least 100 million more people to be vaccinated before next winter hits. Because if we don't do that, then I think there may be a surge next winter. India is struggling with out-of-control coronavirus spread, nearing 400,000 new cases in a 24-hour period. And now the U.S. will be restricting travel from India. America and NATO have begun their final withdrawal from Afghanistan, ending America's forever war after nearly 20 years. In mid-April, President Biden announced the final withdrawal would begin on May 1st. Police in Houston have uncovered an alleged human smuggling operation, finding more than 90 people, mostly young men, crammed inside a two-story home. Dave Packer, ABC News. The attorneys at Maples, Tucker & Jacobs have stood with the working people of Alabama for over 40 years, providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims. When you are injured on the job, it can be a scary time, but the attorneys at Maples, Tucker & Jacobs have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maple, Tucker & Jacobs at 855-617-617. 9333 or visit online at www.mtandj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms. 
The Valley Labor Report is also supported by listeners like you. If you value the work that we are doing, injecting a different perspective into talk radio, and you have the means, consider signing up for a monthly donation on patreon.com slash the Valley Labor Report. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash the Valley Labor Report to support our work and keep us on the air. The Dale Jackson Show, a safe space for terrible people. Weekdays, 7 to 11 a.m., only on WVNN. WVNN. This is the Valley Labor Report live online and on the radio from Athens, Alabama. We are coming to you on this International Workers Day, the real Labor Day, May the 1st. It is May Day, everybody, and we have opened the lines for boss bashing on International Workers Day. The phone number is 1-866-494-9866 if you want to get in on that. Um, and, And so... Yeah, you know, I want to just I, I want to d- dwell on that the the mine worker stuff a little bit more and and preview. I don't I, I can't I can't lay everything out on the table that we've got planned, but we've got some cool stuff planned I think for for the next couple of weeks. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of tidbit of what what we've got it got in mind. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the the, the mine workers I, we've we've gone over this before, and so I won't dwell on it too much. Exactly the history, but they took huge concessions, including an $8 an hour pay cut, um, to save the company. The company was saved, and now they want parity with other coal miners. They want what they had back before the company went bankrupt. They're not asking for anything crazy. That's something that they've stressed over and over and over when I've talked to them. They just want what uh, what they had before. Um, currently, they're, they're making what miners did um, back in the 90s uh you know i mean it's not it's not fair what they're being asked to to accept and you know the idea that look because all these other supervisors and managers and owners are making what they were making before mm -hmm. why not what's fair at what point is it not is it no longer fair for everybody else in this company to make more plus thirty thousand dollar a quarter bonuses thirty thousand dollars per quarter bonuses for the supervisors out there and we don't want to pay the workers a dime more the actual people that shovel that coal out of the hole two miles deep risking their lives risking Mm -hmm. their lives we've had we've we've got i know of at least one memorial for mine workers that passed away in 2001 uh you know the they are the ones that generate the profits. If there's mm-hmm. one group that deserves yeah. a fair share to be paid, it's coal miners. It is the people that are shoveling that coal out, and yeah. those are tough folks. I would never want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to do it. And you know, I mean, it's it it, it really it. You know, why should the better question is not. You know, the, the question folks ought to be asking is not, well, why don't they just do the job that they signed up for? It's why don't the uh, why don't the executives why don't they make a reasonable wage? Why why did they get four million dollars a year? Why did they get five, ten, twenty, a billion dollars a year? Why did that what what did they do to earn 
that. They didn't go two miles below the surface of the earth every day, six, seven days a week for 10 hours a day without a paid lunch break. They didn't work for it. They just sit on money and they get more money through other people's wages and through investments and they buy products of other people's labor. They didn't do anything for it by and large in a lot of these in a lot of these instances. You know, you can talk to me about how you can talk to me about how maybe there are some in a lot of especially in these big companies, the CEOs, they basically outsource the actual executive and administrative work to the board of directors or to middle managers or things like that. Consulting but, firms consulting that they bring firms, in. Yeah. So it, so in a lot of these places, they're literally not doing anything. But let's say even that a boss, you know, there is some executive and administrative work that has to be done in a company. OK, we can compensate them for that. Is that work worth more than 300 times the median employee of a given company. No, of They're course the not. They are the welfare class. They are the welfare class. Exactly. They, they are, are living off the labor of other people. Exactly. Whatever work you can show me that an executive of any given firm does, you cannot make me believe that it is 300 times more valuable than the work of the median laborer. I'm not even talking about the average the average CEO to median worker ratio in this country is 320 to 1. It's not CEO to the lowest paid worker, it's CEO to the median worker. It's 320 to 1 and that is the average. In some companies the disparity is 1000 to 1. That is absurd and we don't hate these people let's point out the fact that everybody deserves a living wage sure we don't think that that, we don't think that that they should be homeless no but there should be a shared wage right there should be a share of the profits and at the point that they don't want to share the profits i'm of the opinion that we should take over the businesses and the workers should run the business you don't deserve to, to make this amount of money, this obscene Mm-mm. profits while people are living in squalor, while people right. are having to work more than one job. It's, 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 it's unfathomable it's that unfathomable. in this country, in the richest country in the world, that this continues to happen and that the people that work alongside them, maybe mm-hmm. in another industry, actually take up for these rich CEOs that don't mm-hmm. even live in your state, that don't pay taxes in your state, that don't pay for your kids' t-ball shirts mm-hmm. whenever they need shirts printed, they—it's exploitation at its at, at the, the utmost level, and it's sickening yeah. that there's bootlickers out there that work just like the rest of us and will take up for these companies. Yeah. I mean, there's just no sense in it. They don't, you know, Elon Musk doesn't know your name. He doesn't care about you, right? So all of your bootlicking online is not going to, you know, make him notice you, right? I mean, it's not, it's... I actually read last week that he has filed with the SEC to change his name on the the ownership papers of uh, one of his companies, I can't remember which one, to Techno Lord. Yeah. 
techno lord. And and oh, is it delusional? No, is it no wonder that he thinks he's and, a well, king? And the mythology around him is so crazy. I brought up Elon Musk, and now and now, but the mythology around him is insane. It's like they reckon he's some like startup guy who uh who who start you know he was poor and he's he, he 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 started a company in his garage. His parents own emerald mines they owned emerald mines in apartheid, in apartheid south so. africa yeah apartheid south africa I wonder that's what like, those conditions were like yeah that's like that's like getting rich off of uh of convict lease labor in the jim crow south on a cotton plantation and then you know having it's it's a like he didn't uh, it just blows my mind that people think that he deserves billions of dollars to be the second and, most. And, or, and most of his business is funded by government funds. Yes. Most of his business is funded by the taxpayers. They they raise him up as some type of uh, private, uh, pri- private uh, what would you call entrepreneur. it? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, yeah, yeah. But, but most of his funds come from taxpayer dollars right. subsidies from the government so right. well, well and, in, in the in the form of contracts that they have with the federal government and in the form of like literal tax subsidies and grants yeah. and uh bailouts and things like that is the pt barnum of our time yeah well i mean even down here in alabama uh all these jobs that they brag about growing and, and bringing here Almost in every case, it is a slew of tax subsidies, tax write-offs. I mean, it is a form of legal bribery. Mm. They are bribing these companies to come down here. And, of course, they're advertising that we have non-union labor, by and large. And I think all this illustrates why it is so important that we grow the labor movement and that we actually build power among ordinary working people uh, because the trends have gotten worse. It has gotten worse over the past Mm -hmm. 50 years. Uh, these disparities that you're talking about with CEO pay mm-hmm. just and wealth inequality, period. Uh, so that's why it is so. That's why we do what we do, uh, because we want to grow our right. numbers. And yeah. that's illustrated in the data, in the data of like CEO to worker pay. But it's all it's it, it's illustrated in the anecdotal story of the mine workers here in Alabama. Uh, you know, if you listen to our episode that we collaborated with working people on, Lee said that one of his friends talked like his grandfather told him that what they're asking, the company is asking these folks to work for, is is less than they made in the '90s at the same coal mine. And this is after two years of. Rec- Record-breaking production and profit for this company uh, after six years of enormous concessions by the workers, and so, so they're they're still on strike. They've been on strike now for four or five, five weeks. weeks. This is the fifth week. Fifth week, and uh, it looks like they're going to be on strike for quite a while more. And so they're going to need all of our support. Uh, and um, and I reckon it's looking like it's going to be a knockdown, drag out kind of thing, and it costs money to you know keep these people fed because they don't get they don't get paychecks from the company while they're out on strike. They get uh, strike checks from the union, which are like heavily diminished from what they would get when they were working. I don't know exactly what it is, but you know they get some funds from the from the from the union, but um, and the union in addition to that also tries to make sure that they're uh, kept fed and um, you know they have. Water water and Gatorade and stuff on the picket lines, and, and that's costing a lot of money. 
And and let me tell you this. When there's people out there, and especially people in the state of Alabama, that says, why should we support the mine workers? Why should we care about them getting a raise? I'll tell you why. Because the money that they get from that raise will go directly back into our community mm-hmm. and into our state as opposed to going to some Wall Street executives, mm-hmm. That's right. some hedge funding, uh, vulture ca- venture capitalists, vulture capitalists, and some faraway state. The money that these folks will make will go directly back into our community, and that is important. Yeah. That is the most important thing that we can do in our state is to raise the wages because when we raise the wages in the state, we are creating more consumers. They Mm -hmm. are spending more money. They're buying more vehicles. They're going out to eat more. The money that the company makes is not going back into the community. It's going into somebody's private jet. Yeah. It's going into more investments into into stock markets that you'll never see. We've got to pay more people more money. And you say, well, if we pay if we pay the waitresses at Ruby Tuesdays an extra two dollars an hour, it's gonna cost us more to eat there. Yeah, it's gonna cost mm-hmm. us a few cents more per meal to eat there. The amount of money that we will generate back into the community by paying them more will increase the economy in the state of Alabama. Don't let these these idiot right-wing conservative people tell you that it's going to take money out of your pockets. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, and so that, uh, you know, I said that they're going to need some support. And in two weeks, you know, back in the day, they had these, like, telethon kind of things these marathon telethons to raise money for different causes and now today they've got online versions of that and we're going to try to do something like that to raise money um for these coal miners strike fund so um make sure you stay tuned for that stay tuned for updates that's all i'm going to say about that right now um but i think we're going to do it in in two weeks um and we're looking to looking to get guests looking for content to fill for for an extended period of time we're looking for your donations yeah yeah and so make sure looking for your donations not to our show but but directly to the the right 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 yeah, that's exactly right. So make sure you stay tuned for updates on that. And when we when we have like a firm when we have a firm date and like more details, uh, if it would really be helpful if you would share that out it to to everybody like on your social media, send it to your group messages and, and whatever else like that. That would be really helpful. And there will probably be like an in person portion too. Like you'll probably be able to like sit in sit in kind of an audience thing. Uh, and and so if you want to come down to Brookwood and, and like put money in a bucket in person that's an option too and so talk to us and, and tell talk us to why us. you're going to put money in the bucket absolutely yeah and talk to us on the air on and off on and off the air online and 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 um so you know th- those are those are all options and uh you know so 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 make sure you're following us on social media on facebook uh, at the Valley Labor Report on Twitter at Labor Reporters because that's where we're going to be putting out um, the information on that. I'm getting really excited. We've got some. Um, I've been talking to some folks and we're. I think. I think it's going to be really cool. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm getting excited. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to to help them out, and because really that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. An injury to one is an injury to all, and we got to live that out. So happy to support those mine workers. Yeah, that's exactly right. We've got one more segment left. This is the Valley Labor Report on International Workers Day, May Day, May the first, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. The Valley Labor Report is also supported by listeners like you. If you value the work that we are doing, injecting a different perspective into talk radio, and you have the means, consider signing up for a monthly donation on patreon.com slash the Valley Labor Report. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash the Valley Labor Report to support our work and keep us on the air. The American Federation of Government Employees, AFGE, Local 1858, believes all workers are entitled to fairness, dignity, and respect. AFGE also knows that the best way to guarantee proper treatment is for workers to stand together, united, looking out for each other. In AFGE, we fight for workers every day to ensure a workplace that is safe and free from harassment. If you're a federal employee and want to be a part of this union to protect yourself and your fellow workers, call 256-876-4880. The attorneys at Maples, Tucker, and Jacobs have stood with the working people of Alabama for over 40 years, providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims. When you are injured on the job, it can be a scary time. But the attorneys at Maples, Tucker, and Jacobs have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maple, Tucker, and Jacobs at 855-617-9333 or visit online at www.mtandj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms. WVNN. This is the last segment for International Workers Day for May Day 2021. We have opened the line for boss bashing. Um, and so Adam and I, and to if close you're it watching out. on YouTube, we, this is exactly how we plan out the show. We're talking in the commercial <laughs> break. What are we going to do on the what next we, segment? That's <laughs> we're, right. We're very good at just uh, making it up as we go along. That's, right. that's an essential skill in life. <laughs> so. Adam and I are going to close it out with our bad boss stories. Um, and uh, I, so I worked for years in the restaurant industry. And the restaurant industry is the industry that is currently, you know, um, the, the, the restaurant bosses, their tears are flowing right now because they their tears Boo-hoo. yeah the the restaurant boss's tears are flowing right now because it is not 
as easy, it's still not impossible, but it is not as easy for them to lord homelessness and starvation over their workers. And so they're having a difficult time getting people to work for 2 to $10 an hour at their restaurants. So they're crying a lot. I worked in the restaurant industry hey, for three years. What's that? What was that first number you said? What first number? Of the salary for restaurant workers. 2 to $10 tipped, an hour. For tipped restaurant yeah. workers. I, I wonder how many people recognize. So tell mm-hmm. people how much. Yes. The, when people refuse to tip at a restaurant, right, right. tell them how much your waiter or waitress is making per hour. Yeah, $2.13 an hour is what I made uh, for the whole time that I was a server. I eventually got promoted to uh, like shift manager, which is you know not really actually management. You're just kind of like... A team lead uh and here's and you know what i made when i was a shift manager <laughs> i made a cool five dollars and 45 cents an hour <laughs> Ooh, yeah. look at you big shot i was a big shot being a shift manager you'd be surprised how many people will take a, a, a pay cut mm-hmm. to call themselves a manager yeah no, that was a pay raise because I yeah, was making two dollars an hour. People, I have worked with people that will take a pay cut just no, that's so bonkers. they feel important. Yeah, yeah, keep an eye on those people. Yeah, they, they <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally yeah. our hourly workers make more than our first line managers. Jeez. And well, good. There's been yeah. several people that would take those that first take the line job. That's crazy. Just so they can call some people really like manager. power. It yeah, is, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I didn't have any power. All I it was just more work. That was all that I had for my position as a shift manager i just had to in addition to waiting tables while i was a shift manager i had to make sure that everybody in the back was doing what they what they needed to do if somebody didn't show up in the back then i had to go back and cook burgers while i was waiting tables and i also had to order the groceries that night and i also had to make sure that the numbers matched at the end of the night and i also you know i also had to lock up be the last one to leave for five dollars an hour and you don't make minimum wage after you stop taking tables you still continue to make two to five two two dollars an hour if you're a server while you're closing the restaurant five dollars an hour as a manager while i'm closing the restaurant not making tips it's bs our boss there so you would uh, make if you worked eight hour day you would make a two twenty dollar bills uh an eight hour day at five dollars an hour would be forty dollars yeah at two dollars an hour it would be sixteen dollars yeah I mean, and, but, but most of that, but see, most of that, when you actually get your paycheck, is zeroed out because all of your tax, because you get to take home your tips at the end of the day, but your tips, the credit card tips at least, are automatically counted on your forms. And so taxes are taken out from your tips and from your $2 an hour, all of that from your $2 an hour. So I had multiple occasions gotten zero to $2 checks for 80 to 100 hours of work. A zero dollar check for a hundred hours of work over the course of two weeks. And so, for anybody that says if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Well, guess oh, what? Man. There's going to be somebody else that has to take. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. So our boss, not our general manager, he did have hiring and firing power, but he didn't make a whole lot of money either. He was a great guy. Loved our general manager. Um, the boss man, the guy who owned the place. I worked at this restaurant for more than three years. Do you know how many times I saw the guy who owned the restaurant? Twice. Maybe four times over the course of three years. And yet... You're telling me he didn't work? It, he well, didn't work. And yet, 
I only saw him four times over the course of three years, and yet the funniest thing, he had two houses and a jet ski, and most of my coworkers were on food stamps and in Section 8 housing. I don't know how it how it is that he showed up at this restaurant four times a year, but he had two houses, and those of us who put in 100 hours every two weeks were on food stamps and in Section 8 housing and couldn't afford to, uh, you know, could barely afford to, f- afford to put food on the table. So that's my bad boss story. Well, I think when they call them job creators, maybe they're talking about the people who build yachts maybe. and jet skis and, and gated communities, right? Maybe. Uh, I spent several years in the restaurant and service industry, so uh, definitely uh, relate to what Jacob just shared. Uh, one that I want to point out is uh, Sonic Drive-In, the primarily the, the ladies who bring you your ice cream and milkshakes are actually tipped employees. Uh, so even though it's a fast food restaurant, you know, and they're lucky to get whatever change is left over at the end of the order, uh, they are not paid minimum wage. They are, uh, relying on tips. Um, you know, in the restaurant industry, yes, they are griping and moaning, uh, like big babies because they are having struck, you know, they're struggling to fill staff right now. Mm -hmm. And we are loving, I just want to make it clear we are loving every second of it. Every every time I see one of these articles where there's a business owner crying about not being able to fill jobs for starvation wages, I just, I lap it up. I get my big mug of boss tears. You know, Ben Shapiro has his leftist tears mug. I've got a big old like comically large sized mug of boss tears that I drink from. And it sustains me. Well... For years, all we've heard about is how the free market is the most wonderful thing. Well, I guess your free market is not working the way you like it to right now. Right. I mean, this is the market at work. People people are having options. And, you know, guess what? Sign it up to work at your restaurant for $8 an hour with unpredictable scheduling where you may not know what your schedule is from day to day. Uh, We're going to you're going to come in. You're going to get treated like crap. By some petty manager, you know, with a power trip, you're going to get treated like crap by a lot of customers, unfortunately, uh, who, you know, feel misery in their own life because they're being exploited. So they want to take it out on somebody. And it's probably you taking their order. Uh, The cuts and scrapes, the burns. Mm, Yeah. Um, I remember having to work on Christmas Day. And having a line wrapped around the building from the moment I walked in to the moment we walked out and officially turned the lights off, cleaning the grill and then hot grease splattering all over my face is a little parting Christmas gift for me. Yeah, uh, and, and, and one of the misconceptions, and it's talked about a lot, is that there is no union for service workers. There is no union specifically for restaurant workers. And guess what, folks? Mm-hmm. We organize in the restaurant industry. We mm-hmm. have a union in Huntsville that you can join today, right now. Jacob's got the the, the stamps with him. If That's not, right. huh? I do. There you go. 
you can join today and we will teach you how to organize your coworkers and how to form a union in a restaurant, in the service industry, in a janitorial industry, in all of these industries where they say, I've never heard of a union being in there. So there's a misconception that there's not one. That's a fault. That's a misnomer. We will help you. All you have to do is contact us. And if there's not one, you haven't seen one, that's just a sign that you need one. Yeah, that's right. Folks, this has been the Valley Labor Report. Make sure you're following us on social media so you get updates about our show next week and our big telethon for the mine workers. We will see you next week. WVNN Athens. WVNN FM Trinity. A Cumulus Station.